Welcome back to the Glacier, guys. I'm here with my co-host, Joey. And uh, today, honestly, in the sports world, there's not a whole lot going on as opposed to like the past episodes, but there's yeah. still a decent amount. Yeah, it's it's definitely probably the most dry part of uh, the sports world. Uh, I would say every so. Every year. Mm-hmm. I mean, like every... I mean, besides baseball, every sport is kind of in like the downer days. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I guess basketball start sort of like sort of picking up because mm-hmm. it's the end of the regular season coming up. But same with hockey. But yeah. like, I don't know if your team is like not in it or right around those playoff spots. Like, say your team's a top seed, you're like these games. I mean, they kind of matter just for seeding. Yeah. And then if you're out of it, you're like, well, this yeah. is it. But and even if your team's in it. Uh, for like the most both part, of ours, yeah, yeah. For the most part, it's kind of like, I don't know. You're kind of just in limbo, kind of waiting to see what's gonna happen. But it's not like late enough for where you're like, like peak Too interest. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Exactly. Uh, but um, I'd say the most exciting season right now has got to be baseball by far. Oh yeah, I mean, it's it's kicking. It just kicked off pretty recently. Uh, it's the sample sizes are still pretty small for most teams, but mm-hmm. it's like enough to see like the potential or if a team like may just not be as good as people thought or something like that right right yeah it's still way too early um i mean as white Sox fans we've uh we've seen a lot of glimmers of hope and some struggles so far but uh i don't know it's it's still it's still too early to kind of tell where every team's at yeah i mean We've uh we've been like somewhat inconsistent. We're sitting at nine and nine right now, mm-hmm. uh, a game out of first place. I think, I think uh, we're doing just fine. I mean, in the first series of the game, I mean uh, of the season, we uh we faced the Angels, who kind of came out hot, and then we faced a Mariners team who was, uh, was actually doing a lot better than people thought. Oh yeah, for sure. So uh, I mean, we've had technically a tough schedule. Everyone we've played has been over five hundred. Uh, like when they're not playing us. So I saw on I think it was Twitter that we've had the hardest or second hardest schedule to this point. Yeah, uh judging by like how the other teams we've played mm-hmm. have done like against other teams besides us. Mm-hmm. I think so, honestly. Uh I mean, you may not expect a team like the Mariners to be doing that well, but I mean, they've came out really hot, so yeah. it's it, it kind of proves that uh, we're pretty good if we beat them two out of three games when they're on a hot streak. Yeah, like no that. doubt. The Mariners, I mean, if you look at the standings, they're one game out of first place in the entire AL right now. Yeah. I mean, even though it is early, that's still pretty impressive. Exactly. And uh, and the, uh, the the team they're one game out of first place of is the Red Sox, who we just played. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. And they've been surprising a decent amount of people, I'd say, this year. Yeah. And um, the Yankees, man, what is, what's going on there? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of happy to see it just as a sports <laughs> fan, but, like, man. I think... I think uh, eventually their offense will get hot and it'll yeah. uh, it'll carry them for a bit. But yeah, the rotation is definitely questionable. I think uh, I don't know if they won the division. It's gonna be tough. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Tampa Bay is always gonna be around. Oh yeah, they're they're. I, we've talked about them. Yeah, I don't know how much uh, sustainability the uh, Red Sox really have uh, in all reality, but I mean we'll have to see. Uh, the pitching staff for the Red Sox is a little iffy, iffy also, and the mm-hmm. and the uh, bullpen is just. I don't think it's that great. No, so, it's not. Uh, they're, unless Definitely their offense not. can just carry them, I don't really see them uh, sustaining first and place. And for an entire season, that's extremely unlikely. Yeah, exactly. The Blue Jays have been hit with injuries early, so they might be able to recover once uh, like their team's fully healthy, besides mm-hmm. Kirby Yates because he's out for the year. But, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the the White Sox will be just fine. I mean, they've had a, a lot of 
bad defensive plays. Like very just, bad, yeah. Like really fundamental things that you just can't mess up. Like Yasmani Grandal's had like a uh, Grandal's had like three or four catchers interference in the first month. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he's notoriously known for doing that very often, but I mean, like I don't know, that just can't that just it can't, can't happen. happen. Yeah. yeah, it can't happen. And then outside of that, um the uh I'd say our starters are doing pretty well this year and then yeah. and then the bullpen surprisingly has been struggling a little bit. Yeah, I, I think I think they'll just be I'll I think they'll be just fine to mm-hmm. be honest with you cuz coming into the season that was probably my second I was probably the most the second most confident on any aspect of our team in the bullpen, mm-hmm. I think. I was most confident in the lineup and then the bullpen. I the the stars just came out and kind of picked them up pretty well though, I think. Oh yeah, no doubt. And the the lineup I think they're they're doing just fine, honestly. Yeah, they uh they came out they were a little slow mm-hmm. in some games, a little flat. That's it's pretty normal. Uh I mean, there's a, a lot of guys who don't like playing in the cold because just because they they don't like it at all. Yeah. I mean, I can't I can't blame them. I mean, they're coming out and playing in 30-degree weather. It's not ideal. <laughs> yeah. No, it's never ideal. So once it starts to warm up and the bats get hot, I think uh, I think that's when we'll start to go on some streaks. And interestingly enough, we saw, like, um, right from the jump, Mercedes and Eaton were kind of like the hot bats to start the yeah, season, which exactly. is very surprising. I mean, it's, it's nice, though, because when, like, our superstar players aren't playing up to the caliber that they, they will be probably later in the season, just to have those two guys kind of honestly carry us for a few games, that yeah. was huge. Yeah, I think I think that's the kind of the kind of performances you want to see out of your role, like role players in quotation Quote marks. Quote unquote, yeah. Yeah, I I think because uh, w- when the uh, your team's struggling, I think you'd rather see your star players not doing well mm-hmm. than your than your, the guys that you may not expect to do well, like in general. So, I mean, if you can, if you because you know your stars are going to eventually like uh, perform. So mm-hmm. if they can. I mean, well, as we saw yesterday, uh, Abreu and Moncada started to get hot, and Timmy's been hot the whole year so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, once that starts getting going, I think all the other guys will be doing well too. Yeah, it was really nice seeing Abreu kind of come out. Um, that was his first yeah. really big game yesterday. Um, yeah. Well, he's had. A, I mean, he's already had a few grand slams early in the season. Yeah. but that was kind of like his. I'd say his most consistent game was yesterday. Definitely. Uh, I mean. I, I think he's a notoriously st- slow starter, so I wasn't mm-hmm. ever really worried about him. But yes, a guy like Moncada had he had some really bad at bats in the beginning of the season, so mm-hmm. it's good to see him hit a few a uh, few balls hard yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert's been great this year. Yeah, he's uh his uh his strikeout percentage is around league average right now, which is something you really like to see mm-hmm. from a guy who's in his second year and still pretty much figuring out how what guys want to do to him. I mean, like he. He's still like I mean I guess he's played like a full season technically but mm-hmm. I mean it's it was only a third of a season basically yeah so. yeah yeah full season because last season was uh, shortened due to COVID yeah um I've seen a lot of people kind of arguing the how Grandall is kind of coming off the bench every other game yeah. and we're paying him so much money uh-huh. what do you think about that I think uh they're they're kind of just trying to save him a little bit I mean he's a guy who. Honestly, usually likes to catch some more like more games than like most catchers in the league nowadays. He catches about like 120 a year usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're just kind of trying to uh, save him a little bit, knowing that we have uh, a solid young catcher in Zach Collins, mm-hmm. and uh, he he does DH uh, sometimes too. Also, so, oh, Randall, yeah. yeah. I I think uh, I think it'll be all right. I think more later in the season when the games get more intense and the standings are closer. Uh, 
I think I think he'll be playing more. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Abreu was DHing yesterday, correct? Yeah, they had uh, Yermin at first, uh, and then Vaughn and left. Okay, gotcha. Just do you to think, give Abreu an off day. Do you think we'll see that kind of more often based off of the success uh, that they saw, or do you think that was just kind of coincidence? I don't know, because Yermin made a kind of a, a simple error. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Magical threw a ball low at uh, from second base, and uh, he didn't catch it, mm-hmm. but... I mean, it was it was pretty routine for a guy who plays first base a lot, but he doesn't, so he he made that mistake. So I don't know. I don't know if Tony lost any trust through the, due to that or not, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, he also he also got pulled from the game because Tony sensed bad vibes from him. Like he he wasn't he wasn't doing very well, so he wasn't very confident. So we pulled them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't know. It we'll have to see how it goes. They might just play Vaughn there and then put like Leori or Engel when he comes back. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. I think we're fine though so far, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think they'll be just fine. Uh, I, saw, I saw some fans kind of uh, freaking out after the first series. I'm like, dude, what? Like, come on. Yeah, it's it's baseball. It's uh, you can't you can't live and die with every strike. No. It's just it's there's gonna be a lot of ups and downs in a long season. Yeah, no doubt. Um, on the other side of town, the Cubs, man. Um, I mean, we've. Obviously, we're publicly not Cubs fans, but yeah. I honestly kind of feel bad for for their fans this year. I mean, their offense is getting off to like a historically bad start. Yeah, I I think that uh, I don't know. Uh, they started off pretty slow, but I think there's still hope for them to. Uh, yeah, no doubt. For them to be all right, I think. Uh, I mean, Brian started out pretty pretty well. Uh, Jock Peterson, I mean, he's off to an awful start, but I think he could definitely be a lot better uh, mm-hmm. than usual. And uh, I mean, Javi, Javi's kind of inconsistent. I don't know. He, it's it's weird with him. Uh, he'll have these he'll he'll have these little stretches where uh, you feel like he's doing like really well, but then like he'll just go he'll just have like a few at bats where you're just like, what are you like? What, yeah, are, you what doing? are you doing exactly? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean. Rizzo Rizzo's doing all right to start off the season. Uh I think I think eventually the bats may able may be able to get hot mm-hmm. and then uh they can they can start doing well cuz their rotation actually hasn't been too bad so far, right. you know? Yeah. Like and they're sitting at 7 and 9. I mean like we keep bringing up standings it's early and everything, but that's I mean they're in pretty good shape right now. Yeah. Standings wise at least. Yeah, I I think they can I think they'll definitely be all right cuz the Reds started off hot. Uh I mean I don't I don't really have too much faith in them, honestly. Uh, the Cardinals, uh, they'll probably always be around just because they're, I don't know, they're, they're the a pesky team. Yeah. yeah. And then the Brewers, I don't know how much sustainability they really have, honestly. I, I'm not really a big believer in them mm-hmm. because they're just kind of, they're just kind of, eh. I don't know. Uh, Corbin Burns is off to a really good start. Uh, broke the record for most strikeouts to start a season without any walks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got he got to forty at least. I don't know if it's still going or not, but um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think I have much faith in uh, the back end of the Brewers rotation. Not saying that the Cubs have a great one either, but I think their offense is definitely better than the Brewers. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And um, I mean, we're we're just even the Sox got off to it a, a little bit of a slow start offensively. So yeah, the Cubs should be fine. They have they have experience and they have the star power there on the offense and. Uh, they should be able to pick it up, and they're only they're sitting two and a half games out of first place right now. It's like yeah, it's, it's, it's so early. early. It's not a big deal, and the Pirates. I mean, I don't know. They're they're not gonna do anything this year, to be honest. No, yeah, you know? they're they're probably gonna lose around a hundred, like over a hundred games, most likely. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
hope they get the number one pick <laughs> to uh to go back to the white Sox really quickly uh i've kind of escaped my mind that rodan just threw a no hitter um <laughs> oh yeah that was uh should have like been a while a, ago now should have been a perfect game but uh yeah we'll take a no hitter that's huge for rodan you know yeah uh it's great for the confidence of him and the team uh to come to go out and be dominant like that i think uh that that's the kind of thing that can build your confidence for the rest of the year. Yeah, honestly. no doubt. Uh, I mean, I mean, you could see it yesterday. He was pretty, uh, besides walking uh, five guys, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was pretty dominant out there. I mean, they he didn't really besides the Luplo homer. He really didn't give up any hard hit balls. Yeah, and he got out of a pretty sticky situation. I think he was in the game when we they had um, sacks packed, no outs. I'm pretty sure. And yep. I think we we escaped that with only giving up one run. He looked yeah. really good. Struck out two in a row in that inning. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. you could just tell after that no hitter, his confidence is just his, yeah. it's way up. The stuff looked good. Uh, he got put in a bad situation with the uh, the Yermin error and then the uh, catcher's interference back to back. And then he he found a way to battle back. I mean, he he definitely had a stressful outing yesterday. Uh, oh that's, yeah, no doubt. That's the result. Uh, to bad defense. Uh, you can put a lot more pressure on your pitcher than you have to. He was at a hundred pitches in the fifth inning. Mm. Uh, I mean, luckily he was able to get out of it. But I mean, he, I don't think that's like a a good way to win though no it's not definitely like if, if it we'll wasn't take for, it, but yeah if it wasn't for the offense coming through and uh uh hitting i don't know like four home runs i think mm. <laughs> like uh that's that's not a pretty game yeah no that's, that's definitely uh winning ugly yeah some exactly. may say um the dodgers padres series that was um that was really good yeah i that yeah that was that was definitely the best series of the year so far um i mean i don't even that's I don't know it it felt like postseason baseball. Oh yeah, no you know? doubt. Just with the energy and everything. Um, yeah. What was the one walk off? I forgot. What what happened? Uh, it was like some. It was like a weird kind of walk off thing. I forgot what happened exactly. Oh, I I think. Uh, are you talking about when the Padres walked it off? I believe. Yeah, because it was it was in Petco. So. Uh, Let's see. I think. Uh, I know there was there was some beef going on uh, at one of the last game of the series mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, with uh, Clayton Kershaw and Jerickson Profar, <laughs> uh, but oh maybe there wasn't a walk off. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I know the Dodgers and extras one time or uh, one of the games. I think it was the first game. They uh, they broke it open in like the tenth or something like mm-hmm. that. Well, I know that uh, it was kind of like a back and forth game. Like Hosmer took the lead for them. Yeah. There was a bunch of stuff going on in that series. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like every big player on each team did something like crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. It, it was so awesome to see. And um, I don't know. I just the Dodgers are sitting at fourteen and four. I mean, they are just they have to be the one of the most complete teams we've seen in recent MLB history. Yeah, uh, they're kind of yeah. They're I mean they're just gonna mow down teams most of the time. That like you're gonna you're gonna go to Dodger Stadium. You're gonna expect to just either win one or get swept yeah that's, that's Honestly, all it is yeah because they're just gonna they're just gonna be taking two out of three all year i mean and then it's like clockwork honestly at this mm-hmm. point uh i mean yeah the the rotation is just so filthy it's just unfair and their lineup too it's just yeah, exactly just, i mean completely solid their whole <laughs> team's solid they have a great manager um i don't know man 
Yeah. It's, it's just, it's awesome. They, uh, like yesterday, I mean, they go out there, they only score one run, but Julio Urias <laughs> comes out and throws seven innings, one hit, one walk, and 11 Ks. Yeah. And 89 pitches. <laughs> it's absurd. Yeah. And that's, Actually absurd. <laughs> and he's a back-end guy for them. Yeah. <laughs> He's like their, I don't know if they call him the fourth or the fifth, but either way. That's and he's still a great fair. pitcher. Like, exactly. It's, I don't know. It's it's <laughs> it's awesome to see. I mean, you kind of throw the White Sox rotation in there with them too, you know? Like, yeah. Um, but I'd say the Dodgers at this point, definitely more established. Um, yeah, definitely. I don't they have know, like guys that are, this, they have like David Price out of the bullpen who could easily be a starter mm-hmm. and Tony Gonsolin and guys like that. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's, it's scary, but like. I feel like the Dodgers are a hard team to hate, though, you know, because how how much they've been through the past five-plus years, the whole Astro cheating scandal. Like, yeah. When they won last year, I was, I'm was i not even a Dodgers fan, but I was just genuinely happy for them. Yeah, it's like, uh, like I don't know, like usually when a team's good for that long, because they've been good for a while, mm-hmm. uh, like you, people like, like tend to hate them just because. But I don't know. I, I don't get that vibe from them. I don't either. And I don't I don't see that, like, around baseball, like fans of other teams being like, no. oh, the Dodgers have a super team or whatever you want to say. I mean, they kind of just – I don't know. They're there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just, they're just great, and people accept that. And, I mean, that's how it should be, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, outside of these teams, I mean, I don't, I don't think anything too out of the ordinary. I mean, we touched no. on the Yankees briefly. Um, it's kind of nice to see them struggling a little bit, just to, <laughs> just to show that you can't just yeah. come out and f- really buy a team. But uh, I think b- by the end of the season, I mean, they'll at least be a wild card team. Yeah. I think there's some uh, there's some slow starts happening. Like the Twins are six and ten, the Astros are seven and nine. Mm-hmm. Uh. But a lot of it's still early. Uh, the Blue Jays seven and ten. A lot of people were hyped up about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Braves will definitely be a lot better than they are right now. But yep. only three games under five hundred. Nothing. Nothing too crazy. I think they dropped. Excuse me. I think they dropped their first four games or something. Yeah, something crazy like that. Yeah. Like I don't really see that keeping up. <laughs> no, I <laughs> they're don't too either. good. Like that lineup's too nasty. They got mm-hmm. some. They got some really good starters out there too. So and the Mets have only played twelve games. That's kind of odd. Yeah, it's because of the uh, the original uh, cancellation of uh, their games because of the Nationals or whatever getting a few COVID cases. Oh, yeah. So, yep, 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 yep. But, uh, I mean, hopefully that, that's not a trend that keeps up. Those continual cases, that would, that would kind of mess up the season a little bit. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I hope not. Um, that should do it for baseball right now. I mean, yeah. Uh, things are looking up for the White Sox especially, yeah. so uh, we'll we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, too early to overreact or anything. No doubt. Um, kind of in a season where there isn't a lot of time, the Blackhawks have not been playing up to par, to say the least, um, especially yeah. now. They started out the season super hot. Um, one of the best teams in the league, and we are sitting at sixth in the in the division. And with hockey this year, there's four divisions, um, eight or nine teams per. No, no, actually, let's see. One division has seven teams. The other three have eight because with the expansion Vegas team, there's now an uneven amount of teams in the league. Blackhawks are sitting at sixth out of eight spots though in the central and only the top four from each division make the playoffs mm-hmm. and we're playing nashville right now and nashville has that last spot and we just got beat up by them the other night so yeah i i don't know man yeah it's the tone 
the tone on this podcast from the beginning of the season, which started off kind of like, well, before the season started, we were like, uh, or not, I don't know if it was before, but it was like when we first started like recording and stuff. I yeah. think with the, we were like a little like iffy on them. And then we were like, oh, I mean, maybe they're good. And yeah, then now right. we're just like, uh, <laughs> kind of uh, reality setting in a little bit. Yeah. Um, we have a young team, man, but there's just like lack of experience, boneheaded mistakes. This is Lankinen's first year as a starter. He kind of got thrown into this role, so yeah. he's been struggling a little bit, you know. And yeah. that's that's I feel like that's normal. Imag- but imagine if like Lankinen wasn't here. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. And we had Malcolm Subban, and I, I forgot what the Delio was the other. Yeah, that would have been brutal. <laughs> and Subban's had two shutouts this year, but outside of those games, he he hasn't been great. Yeah. Um, which is what you come to expect mm-hmm. from a guy who's not supposed to start every day. But right now. We have a game in hand on the Predators, so essentially we're like three points behind them, but we're actually four points behind them, Um, Uh and there's only ten games left. So if we don't – say we got to win like at least seven out of these next ten games to make the playoffs. Um, Yeah, probably. We have to win these two games against the Predators, and if we we lose to them, especially in regulation – I don't see a world in where we make the playoffs, and that's just unfortunate to say, but it is what it is. Yeah, I they're definitely in a little bit of a desperation mode, which is ne- what you never want to say. Yeah. But I mean, they're they're gonna have to uh, they're gonna have to I don't even they're gonna have to figure something out. <laughs> they made they made like three or four moves right at the trade deadline. Yeah, um, just like kind of smaller players moving around, but it it was kind of like half the moves were for players now half half were for future draft picks i was kind of i don't know i feel like even as an organization we're a little confused about what to do right now. yeah it feels like they've been stuck in the middle for a while now because i think i think before the season that the um front office i don't even think they were expecting to be in this position to be honest with you like we're kind of surprisingly playing above what we were expected to do (laughs) which is nice for fans but for the front office it's kind of like well do we want to make some trades to kind of see see if we can win now during the season or if, if we're still planning for the future? And some of those trades definitely were for the future, as we saw. We got multiple draft picks. But then we also got some players, so it's like, I don't know. I hope they make a push as a fan to the playoffs because you never want to see your team tank on purpose. Like yeah. It doesn't matter how bad they are. Definitely. And the Blackhawks haven't been that bad this year. They're sitting at right around 500. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm, I, I, don't, I kind of have a bad feeling, but I'm trying to keep my hope up. Um, yeah, never ten know. games left. You never know what's gonna happen. You gotta catch fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I hate to say it, but uh, the, <laughs> I feel like we're we're saying the exact same thing for the Bulls. Yep, they are. <laughs> they are almost identical in yeah. the spots that they're at right we now. We first started the pod and. We were like all like, oh, I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe they're like a decent team. They're fun yeah. to watch. Uh, they, they're young. They, yeah, they do some exciting things. Uh, New coach. Yeah, and then we get really excited when they get to Vucevic. Then they play with Vucevic, goes downhill, uh, and then very fast. <laughs> yeah, and then now it's like, man, are we even getting in the plan? <laughs> yeah, like we were. People were talking like fifth seed. <laughs> yeah, when we got when we got. Yeah, because we were. I I remember we were right around five hundred when we got uh, Vucevic, and we're like, all right, this is like what we need right now. We could maybe get a six seed, five seed. Yeah, and now. <laughs> We're tied for the last spot of the play-in with the Washington Wizards. 
<laughs> um, I think, dude, if we if we make the play in, and we have to play like the Heat or somebody, we're not even gonna make the actual playoffs. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't feel very confident to say the least. No, no, I, this is like I feel much more confident in the Blackhawks just because of. I don't know. We have more experience just as a roster and everything. But, like, you look at this Bulls team and, I mean, what happens actually if we make the playoffs? You know what I mean? We get smoked. (laughs) Even if we make the play-in, okay, we're in as the sixth seed or whatever you want to call us. Um, We have to play Philly or Brooklyn. I mean, the the best we're taking out of that game or out of that series is literally one game. Yeah, no. The the very best we're taking is one game. I yeah I don't know I mean if we're gonna have Denzel Valentine coming in in the second unit oh, uh, in the playoffs I don't have much confidence no. I'm not gonna lie I I don't like the depth on this team at all no uh, I think it's really exposed itself when we haven't had guys like Levine or something like that right because that's that's when you need some more bench points that you may usually get yeah and it just it just doesn't I don't know I don't I don't know it's uh, I mean. I think I'm just kind of anticipating the offseason at this point. I hate to say it, but that's just kind of how it is. I, I think the best thing for this team would be to not make the playoffs, but yeah. I don't – because we're in a play-in position, I don't know exactly what we want to do. You yeah, know? I know. And then our pick is top four protected, so we would have to get a top four pick to even have our pick. So I don't know. It's kind of tough. But we would have to, like, literally lose out, and I don't even know if that top four pick is, like, viable. You know? Yeah, yeah. So it's tough. I don't know. They're kind of stuck in limbo, but I'm just kind of like excited to see if they're going to get like what they're going to do um as far as Laurie goes. I know he's probably gone, but like what are they going to do to replace him and like uh is there any way they can free up cap space or something like that cuz they need a point guard. Yeah. Kobe's Kobe's good, but I don't think he's so much better off the bench. You know what yeah, I mean? Him and Zach just don't play well together, so no. I don't know if they they'd be looking to trade him or if they want to just keep him off the bench. I don't, yeah, know. I don't uh, know. But they definitely need more bench depth. Uh, I like Garrett Temple, but I think he's a free agent. Thad Young's a free agent. Mm. Uh, Laurie is a restricted free agent. Or no, I don't know if they I don't know if he, they tendered him or not. But either way, uh, I still think like Alonzo Ball at the point would be. That would be decent. Yeah. I, I think uh, if we do that and then sign a, a a very solid player off the bench, I'd be cool with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe get Thad Young back on a cheaper deal for like one or two years. Yeah, I'd be I'd be definitely cool with yeah. that, no doubt. Because he definitely likes it here, and I and all the players like him, so mm-hmm. I don't see why not. Yeah, same. But uh, again, both these teams that play in the UC uh, kind of stuck in the same limbo. Um, <laughs> yep. I don't know. I have more confidence in the Blackhawks in the playoffs, even though technically speaking, the Bulls are in a quote unquote playoff spot right now and the and the Blackhawks aren't, but I don't know. I just yeah. it's 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 frustrating <laughs> being a fan of these two teams yeah. right now. I like <laughs> I hate to say it, but I feel like the Blackhawks are like they could more easily fluke out a win in the playoffs. Oh yeah. The they can. could they could be like a I don't know. I was gonna make like a a, a a San Francisco Giants reference. You know how they would win, and <laughs> then they would just miss the playoffs the next year, yeah. and then they'd come back and be like, "Ah, we're gonna we're gonna win it all again." <laughs> like if the Blackhawks ended up making a run to like the conference finals or something, I honestly wouldn't be too surprised, just because uh-huh. like they've been they've been on weird hot streaks this year and everything. Yeah. But um, just with the way the NBA is and how the playoffs go and how there's honestly not a lot of upsets i'd say if you're looking at the four major sports 
Basketball playoffs, there's most predictable. Most predictable by far. Because it's a stars league. By so like far. You just look at who has the best stars with the best complimentary pieces, and then there you go. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's annoying, kind of. I, yeah. I, honestly, it's I probably wish. my least favorite playoffs to watch, yeah. but... Uh, <laughs> It's it's because LeBron, yeah. LeBron just owns one side of the league for his whole career. Yeah. So it's pretty it gets pretty easy at that point. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. It, I think uh, like a team like the Brooklyn Nets is just kind of gonna run the East anyway. So mm-hmm. it's like I don't know. I don't even. It's I I hate to say it, but I really like don't even care that much if they make it because it's like. What what are they? What's their upside? You know, mm-hmm. like I think the Hawks like act, like actually have a chance to win a series that they yeah get in there yeah no doubt um yeah I mean as a fan like I said I want them to make the playoffs but I think the best thing for this team would be to tank if they could somehow without making it too obvious <laughs> um but uh, <laughs> yeah we'll see what happens yeah definitely uh, another th- uh, one last NBA thing uh, James Harden got announced that he's out. Uh, indefinitely but uh oh really yeah but uh i think he'll be back by the playoffs yeah they just kind of i, I swear know. these like superstars nowadays they're just like i need a little time off you <laughs> just say i'm out with yeah. something the three nets players have been uh have played like seven games together i think total yeah. so but i think they'll be all right kd <laughs> just got hurt too right yeah but i think they're all like fine mm-hmm. i think steve nash said that uh he should be back by the playoffs if not sooner so Everybody, oh, when are they gonna be back? Oh, they'll be back for the playoffs. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they could, they kind of. What did Kyrie say? They're player coaches. I'm pretty sure he came Something out and he like said that. that. I mean, it's kind of true at this point. You know, Steve Nash is first year head coach. He's kind of just there. Yeah, they're like buddies. He's like one of the boys. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. So it's it's a very weird. It's weird. Yeah, it's definitely weird. But I mean, that's the kind of league the NBA is. It's yeah. run by the players. Yeah. That's truly the only league that's run by the players like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, we can move on to some football news. Yeah, definitely. Two uh, two pretty big historically known names, Alex Smith and Julian Edelman, um, yep. both retiring from football. Both very different starts. But also, uh, Alex Smith, number one pick in the draft, Julian Edelman, seventh round pick. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and they both end up in uh, football lore, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're going to be... Hall of Fame or not, uh, we could get into that discussion a little bit. But they yeah. I mean, both those players, they sh- by by people around our age, even a little older, they should be remembered for the rest of their lives. You know. Yeah, I think, I think uh, both of them are very, uh, the perfect Hall of Very Good. Yes, guys. yes. Yeah, I, I, I don't even, I don't even know, like. I don't know. I don't. I don't see an argument for them being in the Hall of Fame. We honestly. could we could tap into Alex Smith first. So okay. little resume thing. Comeback Player of the Year, obviously this past year. Three time Pro Bowler, twenty seventeen passer rating leader. Yeah, those last couple of years he was with the Chiefs. He's actually a very good quarterback. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't know if that's more of a system thing or I know Alex Smith was always a pretty decent quarterback, but um. Let's see. Yeah. 199 touchdowns, 109 interceptions, pretty good ratio. That's I yeah. mean, it's above average for a quarterback. 35,000 passing yards, 62.6 completion percentage, 86.9 basically 87 passer rating. Um I agree completely. I think he's in the Hall of Really Good. Yeah. Um I don't see a reason that he needs to be in the Hall of Fame or that he could make a case for it to be honest with you. Yeah. 
He just he was a really good quarterback. Yeah, I I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think uh I think it's perfectly yeah. fine and yeah. uh I don't know. I I uh I feel pretty confident in that, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like he he had like those uh those notations that he was like he was like a check down quarterback like mm-hmm. with the Chiefs. Everyone always called him like check down Alex and stuff. But, yeah. Uh I mean, I think he was just he just he was just very good. He never lost you games. He did he did his job. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's definitely nothing wrong with it. And he was only a pro bowler with the Chiefs, which is kind of interesting yeah. cuz a lot of people remember him for his start with the 49ers. Yeah. Um, he was on some really good 49ers teams. Mm-hmm. Uh I think I don't I I think uh what one of he had one of the best comebacks in sports like history, honestly. Yeah, no doubt. Coming and back from that leg injury. As great as that story is, that's that's not an accomplishment that's gonna get you in the Hall of Fame. No, unfortunately. No, definitely but not. um yeah, I mean it was it was awesome to see him win comeback player of the year. Yeah. And interestingly enough, um did Andrew Luck win in twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen? Uh the comeback player of the year. Yeah, probably twenty eighteen, uh, right? I honestly don't I can't remember, remember <laughs> but regardless of that that means two of the last three winners of the award just retired after they won that award. <laughs> I mean Andrew Luck literally won comeback player of the year he was out with an injury they're like all right he's back and he just retires. And the Alex Smith re- retiring the like when he retired I I would say that's not as surprising just cuz oh, yeah. he's older and he, like the injury was much worse yeah. than anything and he, that luck sustained but uh Yeah and he may have not had a starting job like being yeah, able seriously. to find one so that's probably that could have been why too cuz he doesn't want to sit there and be a backup quarterback he'd rather just be at home with his family yes yeah. cuz he's made probably more than enough money he oh, can yeah. think of so No doubt no doubt but uh yeah it's just it's kind of interesting to see that few of the last comeback player of the year is like well i had a good comeback season and uh i'll leave on a high note i guess you know (laughs) yeah um and then with edelman um i mean impact player in the playoffs especially he's arguably one of the greatest playoff receivers of all time yeah he was Um, just always he was just always around to make the big catch but i mean Three-time Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, obviously against the Falcons. He was fantastic. Um, but, I mean, you look at his stats, 620 catches, 6,800 receiving yards, only 36 receiving touchdowns, no Pro Bowls. I mean, yeah. all very good, you know? Yeah, it's – I don't know. I, wide receiver, uh, if, like – I don't know. I saw a lot of stuff, like, if, if Torrey Holt and uh, – Reggie Wayne aren't in the Hall of Fame, then he shouldn't be, and I completely agree, honestly. Heinz Ward, too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Heinz Ward, too. Uh, like, because Heinz Ward always had that intangibles argument, too, like Julian Edelman does. Like, he was always big in the playoffs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, if Heinz Ward doesn't get in off that, I don't think Julian Edelman has any chance either. <coughs> but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, he was, he was a really good slot guy for a while. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, like... Like he, if he doesn't have like a thousand catches and ten thousand yards, I mean, it's it's kind of tough. You'd have an argument, you know. Yeah, and he, I mean, if you look at it, he's not really even that close to those numbers. No, you know? not even close at all. To and be I like, I obviously a lot of Pats fans are gonna say he should be in there. I've seen even outside of that, there's people saying he should be in there. Yeah. But when people started bringing up other receivers that aren't in the Hall of Fames, I mean. Like it or not, championships alone are not going to get you in the Hall of Fame. You yeah. know what I mean? He'll probably be in the Patriots Hall of Fame. Which yeah, no is a doubt. Good feat. I mean, I don't. There's nothing wrong with it. He'll, 
He's a Super Bowl champion. No one can take that away from him. Right. He was a he was a really good receiver. Uh, don't get me wrong. And but for being picked in the seventh round, he did more than enough than he was expected to. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. He uh, he came in and filled the West Walker. I mean, and did the exact same things as he did. Yeah. <laughs> kind of uh, maybe an upgrade yeah. in some aspects, but um, I just think. I don't think he'll have a problem, you know what I mean, with not making the no, Hall of Fame. Like not. he he knows what his career numbers are and everything, and you know he he came up big. He he without Edelman there, I, I mean the Patriots might not win one or two of those championships. So he did what he needed to do. But yeah. both these players, very good players, but like you said, I just I just don't think they're Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, completely agree. Um. One last thing we could touch on NFL wise, um, drafts coming up. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had a had a thing with Sports Illustrated where he was saying that he's the quarterback, doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. He kind of he's comfortable with where he's at. He knows his skills. I mean, we kind of see that we've seen this from him throughout his college career. He's just kind of clearly the best quarterback yeah. there is in college. So no reason for that. Some fans kind of took that to heart and were saying like, "Oh, this is why we need to like." If I was a GM, I'd pick Justin Fields because he has more of a chip on his shoulder. He's been through adversity. So Trevor Lawrence comes out and he has this statement. Um, I mean, whatever, you know. I don't. Yeah. It's it. I think he's going to be fine on the next level. Arguably, yeah. I mean, he's in shape right now to be the best quarterback in the draft. Yeah, I honestly am surprised he even addressed it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, maybe he just. It just, I don't know, that just... Like, Rubbed them the wrong way Yeah, exactly. Something. So he just needed to come out and say it, but... Yeah. I mean, people are making kind of a big deal about it, but... Um, yeah, I just hope that's not, like, a thing where he just, like, can't uh, can't take hate on social yeah, media. Yeah, know? that might be... And then we'll see maybe a really good player, like a Kevin Durant situation yeah, going on. Yeah, I was say, like, the KD <laughs> syndrome where he just replies to people with three followers. Like, like, Kevin Durant's arguably, he's a top five talent the nba's ever seen yeah and he's just like going at it with random people on twitter yeah. which is i, I kind <laughs> of like i i respect it almost in a sense like it's it's entertaining to see but it's like why do you even care yeah, dude? he's like, always ready to clap back at someone oh always. yeah and then um also with trevor lawrence he thanks jaguars fans and he says we really appreciate the wedding gifts and our donations for charities of our choice in addition to the donations, Marissa and I will be donating 20k to charities in Jacksonville. I mean, if that doesn't say that the first pick's a lock, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's some people like oh, Justin Fields, Justin Fields. I mean, he's, I don't know, I he's 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 a top three quarterback, I'd say. But I, if I'm a GM, honestly, I might I might draft uh, Zach Wilson over Justin Fields. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but who knows? The Jets, the Jets, maybe. Uh I don't know. They may have fell in love with Fields. Uh, who knows? Uh, mm -hmm. There's, I don't know. There's a lot of smoke screens and stuff going on. Oh yeah, no doubt. But I mean, it's it's just kind of funny to. St I don't. I feel like I I haven't seen this before. Like a guy's thanking a team for all this stuff before, <laughs> before the draft even happens. Yeah. It's like this is probably the biggest lock we've seen in a while. <laughs> I know. They couldn't. They couldn't uh, spice it up. Make the fans more interested. No. They. Yeah. Every everybody knows. Screens. Everybody already knows. Like. It's it's just funny. Even like before the college football season started, everybody kind of knew that Lawrence would be the first yeah. pick. I feel like ever since he came in as a freshman, everyone was just anticipating the class. Oh yeah. Um, what were you saying uh, before we started this about the the playbook? Oh, uh, someone made a joke. I don't know if this is like a serious thing or not, uh -huh. but uh, 
they they basically like handed them the playbook already. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's just yeah it's 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 funny to see that like this this kid who hasn't even been drafted yet is already receiving things from Jacksonville. I wonder if that's like legal to even do. Like I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe like. Uh, some sort of like scouting thing. I yeah, don't know. they're like, oh, here's a bunch of wedding gifts. Like, <laughs> come here. You're gonna, you're gonna be in Jacksonville soon. I mean, the draft's coming up, right? Yeah, it's gotta uh, be very soon. Yeah, there you go. So, um, it's gonna be interesting to see which quarterbacks go where in the draft, and just I don't know the first round. See how the Bears pick with all that, and then um, but the first the first pick in the draft is it's a lock. Yeah, it's a lock. Yeah, no doubt. Um. Anything else you want to yeah. – there's, there's, like we said, there's not a whole lot going on in the sports world right now. Yeah. With the draft coming up and uh, baseball continuing and uh, the Blackhawks and Bulls uh, falling to their doom. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, essentially, yeah. There will be more to talk about. Yeah, no doubt. So a little bit shorter of an episode this week, but that's not always a bad thing. Um, all right, so thank you guys for joining us this week. Uh, this episode of The Glacier Guys will be on The Glacier and – the library will also post it to SoundCloud and YouTube as usual. Thank you guys for joining us, and we will talk to you next week. Peace.